Sir, permission to leave the station. For what purpose, Master Chief? To give the Covenant back their bomb. Permission granted. I know what you're thinking, and it's crazy. So, stay here. Unfortunately for us both, I like crazy. Icon. Legend. Demon. These three words and so much more define one man, one Spartan. John 117. Speaking of 117, Halo! Halo! Ladies, gentlies, and M12 LRV Bentleys. And welcome to episode 85 of the Sacred Icon Podcast in a very special Mjolnir themed one at that as we have been honored with co-celebrating the 117th cannon fodder alongside many fantastic others. So let's grab a health pack, guys. Butt into our Samoa Boigas, wash it down with a swig of some Halo 3 Mountain Dew game fuel, reload our battle rifles, and BXR our way into a discussion of our dear hero, John. I'm Joshua Hargis, and I love bees. Join with me, as always, to hunt the truth is the one, the only, the holy moly, and the chief to my buck, everyone, Brian Arvett. Josh, I'm so excited to be here today to talk about one of my favorite characters of all time. I'm doing Master a covenant chief. dance right now, Brian. Get me right in the mood. Like, I was about Man. to play Halo before we recorded this. So Ooh. was Josh. We're just, I like, was playing we, it. Yeah. We live it. We live Halo. Yeah. Live it, love it, love it. Um, (laughs) No, guys, so we were asked to uh, do an episode talking about Master Chief uh, as a character, some of our favorite moments with him, some of our favorite lines. There's so much to say about this character. It's both one of our favorite characters of all time. So much to say for a man who says so little. Yeah, it's amazing. It's amazing. Um, amazing. But, Josh, I wanted to pass it over to you first and ask, what was your first impression of Chief? Where's the first place you saw him? Was it playing the game? Was it a magazine? What'd you think of him? Did you think he was cool? What did you think? Oh, loved it. Loved him right away. But first time I ever saw him was seeing the gameplay itself for the first time. But to go back before I get into that a little bit, um, I had seen in magazines, you know, the game Halo being talked about and like PC Gamer and stuff like that and seeing images of people doing LAN parties. And I didn't understand what that was. I thought that seems dumb. I'm like, I'll just stick with my single player games. I didn't even know it was a single player game. Well, was I in for a treat because I'm at my grandpa's one day. Got a nephew over, right? And remember, guys, back in the day, you could rent consoles from Blockbuster and, you know, whatever mom and pop local video stores you guys had back then. And, uh. Well, he rented him in the Xbox because it was brand new. Rents him that, I think. Wasn't Mech Assault? Wasn't that a launch title? Yeah. I think it was yeah, Mech Assault. Anyway, he had a handful of games. I'm sure Brute Force was in there. I hope it was at least. And uh, No. He, <laughs> he's playing He's he's playing these games, and my grandpa's there, and he's like, well, show, 
show Josh this one. So he puts in Halo and she comes out of the cryopod and the guy's like, come on, we got to get the hell out of here and starts running and he follows them and immediately the explosion goes off. The music kicks in and he jumps over that, that piece there. And I'm like, I have to have an Xbox. Like, I don't know how to explain what it was in that specific, like 20 seconds that sold me. But right then and there, I was a Halo fan and I had to own an Xbox console. That's awesome. I, you have a completely different experience to me because, you know, we've covered a lot of this stuff, you know, here and there on the podcast before. But, you know, when I first saw Halo and the, and the Master Chief, I, I didn't really care about it because I was a Nintendo kid. And I thought, you know, Microsoft doesn't deserve to be making a console. Xbox sucks. Yeah, Xbox is just, you know, uh, it doesn't really deserve it. it doesn't it's really, bad whatever. booty. Halo, people only say Halo's good because Bill Gates invented the Internet. <laughs> <laughs> That's the kind of stuff me and my like seven, eight year old, nine year old buddies would say, you know, as kids. Oh, man. Um, so stupid. But basically, you know, with without telling the story I've told a million times again, I'm I'm just gonna jump right to the moment when I was first playing Halo Two on my buddy's Xbox because that was yeah my because first Brian's Halo. first experience with Halo was Halo Two. Yeah, it was Halo Two, and I was playing it, and I was you know I was like okay, you know this dude's you know he's cool enough I guess whatever, and then you know as soon as I beat Cairo Station. And they they showed the scene with you know giving the covenant back their bomb. Oh, I had yeah. chills. I had chills. You know, hair standing up on the back of my neck. I'm were they just like, they were multiplying. Exactly. <laughs> Didn't you expect said- that. <laughs> Didn't expect that, did you, Josh? That's that was very Blink One Eighty Two of you. Continue. Uh, yeah, but no, it, it was it was crazy because it was one of those things where like you almost nobody ever says it really. You kind of just keep it in your head, but it, it's a it's a it's a thing that we all experience. When someone or something is so cool, you kind of have this like chills, you know, hair on the on the back of your neck moment where you're just like in your head, you're going, that dude, that person, that chick is so effing cool. And you're just like, like you're trying to keep your composure because you don't want to show just how cool you think that person or thing is. But in your head, you're just in awe of how badass that person or thing is. And that was me when I was playing Halo 2 and I beat Cairo Station and Chief, you know, you know, left Cairo Station and gave the Covenant back their bomb. I was just like, "Oh my gosh, this dude's amazing!" And then isn't I went, it amazing to think about how that was originally planned as a level, but it's a cutscene and it's so iconic. Yeah, you know, no, I know it's, it's probably cutscene? my favorite cutscene in, in all yeah. of Halo. Um, but then you know, you go on. I go on through Metropolis and outskirts and everything, and you know, then I get to the Arbiter, which you know, as somebody whose first Halo experience is Halo Two, I get to the Arbiter, and he's just immediately not as cool to me as the master chief so i'm just like nope gonna quit out of this level and go replay cairo station outskirts of metropolis all over again and it took me a while as a new halo fan to to finally stop playing those chief levels and see what was you know on past the arbiter and eventually of course came to love the arbiter but we're here to talk about the chief so i'm not going to talk about him <laughs> but uh i don't know there's just so many things about master chief that make him an awesome character i think paramount above everything is that he just his character design is so good. You know what I mean? Like Yeah. And credit goes to Marcus Leto for that because you know, he's the one who is the the father of Master Chief. Yeah. Uh, he's been sharing some really cool old, old footage on Twitter and stuff and I was just going to um, yeah, I was just going to say just that. Just the the design for Chief is so iconic. I think there's something to be said um, for that. My my wife is uh, went to school for graphic arts, so she has like a really good uh, a way of looking at it, but like it's when you have a good design, it stands out above the rest. Like 
I mean, there's a lot of good designs out there, but when a design becomes iconic or it's really a staple, it just kind of makes you turn your head and it's something that, you know, stands the test of time. It's like, you look at Mario, you know, Mario is just this chubby little plumber with like red and blue and white and a mustache, but it's so iconic. You can see just an outline of Mario and mm. you know it's Mario, right? <laughs> and it's so crazy that- I recognize Microsoft, that shape in any timeline. Right. Uh, it's so crazy that Microsoft coming into the console gaming industry yeah. about, what, 10, 12 years late, maybe 15, depending on how you look at it, they came into it mm-hmm. very late, kind of pushed their way in with brunt force and money. Um, and I they wish you would have said to, brute force, but that's all right. Uh, I, I didn't want to say brute force. I purposely avoided that. Um, that's a shame. That's a missed <laughs> that's on That's on our characters that aren't iconic episode coming to <laughs> brute force. Um but no, that they managed to launch their console with a, a game that had a character who became as iconic as any other iconic character. You know, I don't know if it would be fair to say that Chief is as iconic as Mario. I think Mario still got a little more popularity. But when it comes down to just a broad statement, Master Chief is in the same category as Mario for some of the most iconic characters ever in gaming. Yeah, I think the the way I always look at it is like with Halo One. I played through it and I really liked Chief. And even though he was animated, I still didn't have much to really go off on in terms of uh, who he was as a person, you know? Because I, I, I injected so much of myself into that blank template, which was great. That was a great first experience for that. But I feel like it was Halo 2 when he really kind of solidified himself as a bit of a pulp culture icon. And if he didn't then, it was definitely solidified in Halo 3. With the marketing See, campaign. That's so interesting you say that, Josh, because that, that must be why. You know, we've talked about this on prior episodes, but I never at any point felt Chief was a blank vessel, even despite knowing that Bungie said that was their intent. And maybe that's because I started with Halo 2 and went back I to think 1. It is. Yeah, I think I'm that's not saying probably wrong, though, but I think it's just no. your, your way kind of into that. Yeah, I think it, a, I think he – it's weird because, you know, we've talked about in the past how, like, he, he has more character in 1 than 2. But then mm-hmm. again, his, his, his delivery in 2 is so much more animated – and his like, and the the graphics and the the redesign of his armor kind of just adds to give. Like he him talks more. more in Halo Two, but he's got more. He's more animated in Halo Combat Evolved. Like body language wise, yeah. there's a lot more to to take away from in Combat Evolved. In Halo Two, his body doesn't really give away anything. It's his voice and what he says. Yeah, I mean, and yeah, there's just just like you do get to see him like speak a little bit more than you're used to. I just remember when you first see the Grave Mind scene, and he's like, he's like, I'd rather not piss this thing off, and you're just like. Whoa, that was six wor- you know, five, six words at once from Chief. That's so cool. <laughs> you know? Yeah, he was always a uh, uh, less is more kind of guy. You know, like uh, doesn't doesn't speak much, but when he does, you know, you, you pay attention and I everyone think, in the room yeah, looks I think Bungie, I think I read somewhere that Bungie told Steve Downs, like, this is supposed to be like a Clint Eastwood character mm. where, like, when he speaks, it means a lot, but he doesn't speak much. Um, and it's, it's just, you know, it's another thing that's... It's so crazy about, you know, you just, you kind of think about your life and your career and the things you go through mm-hmm. and how you don't really know what your lasting mark is going to be on anyone or anything. And you got to think for Steve Downs, he was in radio for, that was his career, you know, and then at some point he voices a character for Halo, which is for the first game, not that big, not that big of a deal. And it becomes this major cultural icon. And, you know, I, I've read over the years, I think we've all read different things from interviews or things with Steve Downs. and But what I can remember is him saying that he didn't really realize how big his character was till after Halo 2. Like somehow yeah. 
he kind of avoided realizing how big his character was the whole first three years with Halo Combat Evolved. But around Halo 2, it just became like this big thing. And then, of course, as time went on, it got bigger and bigger. And then, of course, before Halo 4 came out, that's when him and Jen Taylor first met in person for the first time ever and started really coming into their own, you know, working together, doing voice lines for Halo 4. And now it seems like Steve Downs, you know, for, for many years now, has fully embraced his his role as chief as, like, his main lasting thing on this earth. You know what I mean? Like, I'm sure he's what's very proud him. of him. Yeah, no, no, no. That's his legacy yeah. for sure. I mean, like, Michael Jordan's is always going to be playing for the Chicago Bulls, no matter what else he does. No matter you know, what. In his life, it's Steve Downs is, is always going to be... Master Chief and Halo, dude, and you know it's crazy because I beat, I'm in, uh, I'm in, yeah, I can't remember what grade. I'm like sixth or seventh grade at this point, and uh, in 2001, and I'm playing, or it was 2002 when I played it, yeah. So I'm playing. It's late at night. This is, but we're talking like 11 p.m. midnight, right? And I finally beat Combat Evolved in this um, in my dad's house at the time, and uh, at that point, I'm like, well, what do I do now? I didn't have internet. I didn't have any other games I was really playing at the time. And especially after mowing through that in the last couple levels, there was nothing else I wanted to play. I didn't know Fall of Reach was out. Uh, like I said, didn't have internet access to really be aware of that. Uh, so um, I beat it and, you know, he, he takes off his helmet and, you know, I think we're just getting started. And I'm like, what does that mean? When am I going to see you guys again? You know, like, are you going to die out there in space and everything? And again, I didn't even know, you know, like, I I didn't know until I think a year or two before Halo 3 came out that there was the first strike book that even covered between, like, to show what actually happened to him. I think I was in the same boat because you're like, what happened to Johnson? And it's like, well, it it tells you in first strike what happened to Johnson. Yeah. Halo 2. Right. So, I yeah. So fast forward, though. It's weird to go from that point in time when I felt like I knew so little about him other than he's the last Spartan, you know? Like, remember when manuals were, like, our guide into yeah. these worlds that was, like, the most content we had or a context that we had? Um, but now I think of him and I think, like, just... Okay, Brian, just yesterday I looked up the Halo 2 limited edition Master Chief statue on eBay, and there's only one, and it was, like, under just under three grand. I remember years ago when it was going for, like, 500 bucks, and that yeah. was viable even though it was expensive. But yeah. I, I, the point is, the reason why I bring that up is because I looked at him and I just thought, man, you know, to some, no, no one listening will feel, will feel this way for sure, but to some it would probably sound really, like, ridiculous to say. But when I look at him, I look at him in the same way I think a lot of people look at, like, a, a, a monument or a statue. It seems like a, he seems like a symbol of hope. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think he was my window into, like, how crazy war can be, you know, as a kid. Because as a kid yeah. I was like, I don't want to learn about all this different stuff. Yeah. It was scary and everything. But I played it through that and I got it was kind of my introduction into like a military like experience, even though it's so futuristic and so not real compared to what is actually out there. But as you get through the games and you get to Halo 3, even it has that emotional like um, peak that it just crescendo that it reaches, especially in that shot that you love where he like raises up and Cortana there. And I'm just like shot in all of Halo. I'm like, dude, I, I feel like Master Chief has done just as much for me as I've guess I've done for people in the halo universe playing as master chief you know what i mean yeah no there's something about his character that just made you want you just made you obsessed with him you know i think pretty much everybody listening here everybody who's like a hardcore halo fan you either still are or at one point can remember being obsessed with master chief i remember i think he might have said it on this episode back near when we started the podcast we had our buddy justin on and he was telling the story of how when he met me 
every other word out of my mouth was Master Chief. It was Master Chief this, Master Chief that. What do you think Master Chief's going to do in this? And it was Master just something, Chief. I was Master just so obsessed with this character, you know? Yeah, I absolutely. Thought, I just thought, like, he was so cool, and he just, that's the thing is, with him having, like, little to say, and the things he said meant so much, it was easier to attach yourself to the character, it was easier to love the character, because if Master Chief was sitting there spouting, like, paragraphs and paragraphs of dialogue, there's more risk run of you not resonating with him as much. But well, since exactly. he doesn't say that much, you know. And I was going to say, and I, I feel like you'll have a lot to take from this. Uh, when I look at Master Chief, when I saw that he, there was like a statue of him in Outpost Discovery, I wasn't there, guys, but I mean, I saw the, you know, seeing the photos and everything. And I looked at that and it made me feel so emotional because I thought, man, it'd be really hard to stand there in front of people and not cry or not at least tear up because it's just, you know, it reminds you. You're still experiencing it, like much in the way a lot of people are still still experiencing their favorite franchises from childhood, Star Wars, Jurassic Park, Batman, yeah. you know, so on. So you still get that context of creating new memories with this person, but you remember when you first kind of met this being, you know, this yeah. icon. And you think of all the memories you have and that kind of younger part of yourself that isn't really there anymore, but yet you look at him and you, you're reminded of that person. And for a second, looking into that visor... It's like I remember being that young and, and thinking the things I thought, being into the music I was into and feeling those, just everything I was going through at the time, good, bad, you know, but everything, but chief, you know, having chief there and the good memories that have come with that. And, you know, I think to myself just how iconic this guy is and, and what he means to, to so many people. And the thing, the biggest takeaway I have with him every time I just see him, just a picture of him, you know, is... He makes me like want to believe. I think that's the the greatest thing about him. It's like it's like in the recent um the recent campaign video we got from E3 is it's like, you know, he says the missions change, they always do. Yeah. Something about the way he speaks always instills hope. It's like he's that kind of guy that will never show, kind of person that will never show that they're afraid or they're insecure. Yeah. And it's like, you want that. You want to feel, you know, when you're feeling that way, you want to feel yeah, like you're like, not No matter how that. bad it gets, if Chief's here, we're going to be okay. Yeah, like something about the way he carries himself and the way he communicates, like, and it's all because of his training, right? It's all because he, he's he's been trained this way and he sees how people look to him. And also, he's so focused on the mission, the mission and everything. Well, it's just, it's, it's amazing. It's amazing because every time he speaks, if he says it's going to be okay, even if it's just you and him and you're staring down a million grunts, jackals, elites, brutes, whatever, you mm -hmm. you get the feeling that there is some sense that you might actually walk out of it. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah dude. There was, uh, you know, this is a story that I told on our very first episode of the podcast, but I'm going to tell it again because it's just really it's good. It's been a while. It's been a while and our audio quality is much better. <laughs> Brilliant. Brilliant. Um, but no, so... You know, when I asked my parents for an Xbox with Halo 2, uh, it took mo many months before they were able to get it for me. And I didn't even know if I was going to get it, but I just kept asking, kept asking. Came to August of, uh, it would have been 2004, no, 2005, August 2005. It was getting close mm -hmm. to my birthday. And my parents came home with groceries in the morning, and they also had some breakfast for us. And they left the groceries out in the car, and they brought the breakfast in, and we were all eating breakfast oh, at the table. Story. Yeah, it's 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 this is keep going. Record, I'm sorry, guys, I'm sorry. Keep going. This Don't is in my me. top five favorite moments of life. Only a few things above it, like getting married. I mean, it's, it's in my in top, top ten, five. and I wasn't even there. 
Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. That's great, Josh. Yeah, Josh. Every, what's so great about this story, guys, is like whenever like I'm like Josh would come over and hang out with me after a few months. If somehow this story started to get brought up again, Josh would just kind of do this thing where he almost like, I've heard it 12 times, but I want to hear it again. Go ahead. Go ahead and tell it. Everybody be yeah, quiet. Yeah, my whole right? body language would shift. And I was like, okay, tell me it from this perspective. Tell me it from your parents' yeah. perspective now. Yeah. Anyway, continue, Brian. What would have been like if I was up in the tree when it was happening? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but no, so we're, my parents, you know, they, they got groceries. They brought in the breakfast. They left the groceries in the car and we're eating breakfast and we all get done. And my dad says, hey, Brian, um, would you mind coming to out to the car to help me get the groceries, you know, help me unload them? You know, I said, okay, yeah, sure. So we went out there. We're walking out down the driveway, get to my dad's truck. He opens the back door of the truck, and sitting there on the floor is a brand new Xbox with a brand new sealed copy of Halo 2 and an extra controller. And I lost my shit, man. It was just one of the best moments of my life. I was so excited. I was just so, so happy. And just seeing that that pristine sealed copy of Halo 2 with Master Chief on the front and the dual SMGs. It was just the, the best thing ever. And I just ran inside to hook it up. And I've been telling my brother this was the best game ever. And when I we sat down to start playing it, my brother, you know, we, we my, my parents were like in the room just watching me set it up and everything because they had heard me talk about nothing but Halo 2 for, you know, eight months. <laughs> and we're sitting there and I give my brother this the second tour. We, we get going and we're on Cairo Station and... You know, my parents are watching. Creighton's got the controller in his hand. He's watching. He's never seen it before. And we're waiting for those doors to blast open and the aliens to come out. And we start shooting them and everything. And my parents pretty much, you know, do the typical parent thing where they're like, yep, looks pretty cool, buddy. We're going to go get the rest of the groceries or whatever. They leave. And then me and Creighton just start our journey playing through Halo 2 on co-op. And it was like, like I said, it was no time. Was it a great journey, Brian? It was. It was our great journey. And and my brother just... (laughs) To take you back real quick, man, when when you see that in the trunk... Is there any part of you that thinks, did they make a mistake and accidentally buy this? <laughs> like, I would have no. thought that as a kid. I had those kind of thoughts where I was like, I'm not going to say anything. Like, I would literally be so stupid as to be like, like, if I was in your position, I would have been like, I would have freaked out. But I would have been real quiet. And then I would have started grabbing the grocery bags. And my dad probably would have had to been like, okay, why don't you grab that there? And I would have been like, oh, oh, oh my, oh my yeah. God, oh my God, yeah. ah! You know, freaking you out. You don't want to be wrong about something like that. Yeah, that maybe because in my head I was like, maybe if I bring awareness to it, maybe he'll be like, "Oh shit, I didn't mean it." Yeah, that was supposed to go that. back to the take store it back. months ago. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, yeah. So there's just something about just seeing that, and then you know, like when the the Halo Three trailer uh, was showing off a couple years. Well, I was actually only like a little about a year later, which that's it's so weird how your memory works when you're a little kid because when I got Halo Two. It felt like it was the newest, coolest thing, but the 360 was announced. I think I think its existence was announced before I got Halo 2, and then it was a year after I got Halo 2 that the Halo 3 2006 trailer came out. But just when you see that that one piano note that Josh always talks about, and then Chief walks out of the yeah. clouds in that Halo 3 trailer, you see Chief, and it's just like everything in your life didn't matter. You're like, this is what I care about most. I've said it Tunnel before. Vision. I was like. I was planning on getting a Nintendo Wii that year, and then the, I saw that Halo 3 trailer, and I'm just like, screw Nintendo the Wii. What? I want a 360. Yeah. <laughs> I don't give a shit about the Wii. Like, I got to have Halo 3 when it comes out. And, man, just everything about his character, from his voice to his design to the one-liners. Josh, what's, just, what's your favorite one-liner from Chief? Wake me. I could have... What? You need me. It's wake me when you need me. me. I love that line. Yeah, I was going to ask you, though, Brian... Um, 
Well, first off, what's your favorite? What's your favorite one-liner? My favorite line from Chief. I yeah. see. I didn't come prepared for it. The thing that always comes. I think the most. You know, it's it's yeah, it's giving the covenant factor bomb. I mean, it's, it's so badass, cliche, dude. It's so badass. it's so cliche, but it just you know it comes over the comp giving the covenant factor bomb. You, you know? look at that moment, and that moment is so like it's so that moment to me is what represents Halo Two feeling like a badass experience overall. Yeah, you know what I mean. It just had oh, those yeah. bombastic moments that was just so like the set pieces almost, and then you think of the scarab stuff later on, and yeah, just so many so many great things like that but yeah. you know that's another thing i wanted to bring up too is like okay going into halo 3 i remember uh, like justin had at the time he was wanting so before the 360 when it was about to come out he wanted to get a 360 and he was so excited about this game called gears of war that was going to be coming out and all this stuff he's saving he's doing everything he can to get that at the time I'm not thinking about that. I am so on a high from finally getting Xbox Live, being able to play Halo 2 with 15 other people. Um, it was just amazing. So I wasn't thinking that far ahead. But Justin, Justin already was. And I think the thing was is that even though I got it, Brian got it, we all ended up getting Gears of War, for example, and playing that and loving it and ended up being fans of that franchise. It was always sort of a placeholder because we knew Halo 3 was going to be coming out. And as oh, we started to see the promotional material, you started to get the feeling that Master Chief might die. What was that like for you at the time, Brian? Well, I mean, it kind of it kind of brings me back to the the iconic Believe stu uh, trailer stuff with, mm, the, yes. with the, the diorama, you know, with the, yes, the brute yeah. chieftain holding Chief up with the plasma grenade and just that kind of that slow pan and, and then Chief's head like lifting up and like almost making eye contact with you. Yeah, and it dude. did this thing. <laughs> It did this thing where it instilled so much emotion in you. It made you feel, it made you feel sad. It made you feel excited. It made you feel hyped. It just gave you chills. You're just like, "That's my boy. That's Chief." You know, and I'm like, over there thinking like, I'm over there thinking about how he's seen one too many damn uh, uh, grunts, dual wield, and kamikaze grenades, and I'm like, "What are you doing? Put it down. Get rid of it." <laughs> I'm just like, I can't, I can't no, like, deal with the chief dying, you know, and, and there's just so much emotion was instilled from that. And, you know, it's just kind of like, it brings me to the, the Halo 3 um, legendary helmet that came with the legendary edition, which I didn't get till years later, as I've said in the past, but got you there, Brian. That my wife for my birthday last year. It's almost had it a year now. So she supportive brand, too. Amazing. A brand new master chief helmet. Um, you know, it, it's from, from 2007, so Shout it's so cool, Erica. but yeah, amazing. Um, but yeah, just like that helmet and I, I can remember on, uh, you know, Attack of the Show. Did you ever watch that back in the day? Oh, I uh, loved Attack of the Show. Cinematech, remember when uh, they, everything when on there. they first got the helmet in the studio and Olivia Munn licked it. Do you remember that? I don't remember that. <laughs> yeah, they, <laughs> it they seems had like the a thing Olivia Munn would do though. Yeah, they had the Master Chief helmet and she just licked it all the way from front to back and then she was like... He's like, I remember Kevin Pereira was like, that's going to be all over the internet now. Like, that's going to be <laughs> GIFs and everything. And and then she was that like, well, now you a need. a lot of things and a lot of people. That's for sure. Yeah. And, and she was like, now you need to lick it. And he was like, no, no. If you lick it, people are excited. If I lick it, they're scared. You know, so. <laughs> the pre-orders go down. <laughs> yeah, pre-orders go down. Yeah, um, right. But every, just the whole world, you know, seemed on the same page coming towards the launch of Halo 3. Yeah. And just everyone feeling like Master Chief was was their boy, you know. Um, and it's just, you know, we've, we've talked about in the podcast before, you know, Halo's popularity started to decline a bit after Halo 3. But the love for Chief never changed, you know. It's like mm -mm. we've, we've, 
it sucks how much we got to say we've said this in the podcast before, but it's just we love to regurgitate things, and there's they're such good stories, yeah. at least to us. But, like, we went to, you know, a pizza ranch this one time, and I was wearing, I can't remember if I was, we were talking about Halo 2, or I was wearing a Halo shirt or something. And We were definitely talking about Halo. Yeah, this guy across the way, you know, with his wife or whatever, was like, you guys talking about Halo? And I was like, yeah. And he's like, oh my gosh, Halo was my childhood. And he just, like, you could just see him brighten up and get so excited. And even now, like, people I talk to out and about who are, like, who have moved on, and they're, like, into apex or fortnite or call of duty people who tell me they haven't really played halo since three when i get them talking about halo one two and three they are you can see in their eyes the glistening you know (laughs) how how excited they are you know uh everybody just loves the master chief and (laughs) you know i see star wars i see jurassic park batman harry potter and you name any fandom i've ever been into and I'm, lo- you know, I'm in love with it. Uh, Dungeons and Dragons, whatever, anything, right? Well, the moment I see, like, I might be watching TV and I see that piano chord get played, and I see Chief, uh, suddenly I'm like, oh, I'm there. Yeah. Goodbye, oh, everything yeah. else. Yeah, I'm yeah. here. <laughs> you know, I'm yeah, that's, here yeah, that's the thing. It's like when when the Halo hype kicks in, or when you become in a Halo mood, everything else just kind of dissipates. You're like, okay, everything changes. Everything else, yeah, everything changes. <laughs> <laughs> Everything else I liked, I just pushed to the side, and I'm all back in with Halo. I remember when I first yes. went, my mom took me to the library, and I saw they had a Halo book on the shelf, and I was like, it's a book? Ooh, do you remember which one? It was Fall of Reach, oh. and I was just, I remember being like completely shocked, because I'm like, the front cover had multiple Master Chiefs on the front. Were which, you, you know, blinded turned- by its majesty? Uh, I was blinded by, I was confused, but yes. We can <laughs> that. You were confused uh, by it. Well, because well, I thought, like, why is there, like, 12, ma- I don't know, it might have been, like, three. There's, like, three Master Chiefs. Yeah, there's three cover, on the but cover. It, it was just Blue Team, but, you know, they all mm-hmm. had the same, you know, the same image. Um, but I was just blown away by that and <laughs> I just just so excited to, to dive more into that universe and just the way it pulled you in. And I think Chief is just such a great anchor to that world. And it's... It's weird that he is well because, said. yeah, it's it's weird that he is because you know like you know there was the whole thing with them trying to make him a blank vessel, but then there was also just so much character behind him that did make him defined, especially you know now in twenty twenty one, how how defined he is. But you still feel like he's your anchor to that world, and I think that's what was so hard about like, you know, and this is something I was going to touch on earlier. You know, even in like Halo Five is a game where people were not as happy with what was done with Chief, whether it be the amount of time he was in the game. Or the things he did or acted, his motivations. But even when his stuff, like his motivations and stuff, maybe felt a little off, I still felt connected to his character, even in 5. But I think the thing is, I feel so connected to his character, and he is so much my anchor to that world, that when we were spending so much of the game not with Blue Team, not with Chief, I was kind of missing my anchor, you know? It kind of felt like, you Mm -hmm. know, me and Osiris over here doing this, this, our own thing, and then Chief, you know, was not there. And it's right. weird because I didn't get that as much with ODST and Reach, but I think it's because those were so pre-established to be separate that you didn't have that like inkling. Going I was gonna say I think that's exactly why I think you hit the nail on the head because it, you know when with Halo Five you do have the Chief there and ODST and Reach he's not there at all, so you don't have that tether. You know what yeah. I mean? You you know you don't need to you don't feel a want for him because you know he's not going to be there anyway. Yeah, Whereas but you five, expect him there. to be there so much in a game called Halo Five, you know. So when he's yeah. not there as much, it's just like. You know, and that's one of the things that was hard for me too when Halo Five ended, because even though I was somebody disappointed with that story, when it ends and he meets up with Halsey, I thought to myself, I'm not gonna see Chief for a long time again. Like mm-hmm. at best it's gonna be three years from now. But there was something telling me 
even back in 2015, there was something telling me that it was going to be longer. You know, I don't know what it was. Mm. I just didn't feel like it was going to be as quick as normal. And it, and of course, we didn't proper. I mean, I guess you could say we properly saw him again in the 2019 trailer. But you know, we're just now this not year quite the be, same. Yeah, yeah, we're just now going to be finally stepping into his boots again in 2021, which is it's just insane. Um, yeah, dude, it but, is. And you know, with Halo Five, I look at it in such a better light now too, because you know. We've gone over before how we felt first playing it, but it's kind of cool. Like in Halo 4, well, in all the Halos really, but more specifically Halo 4, getting to really experience Chief's emotion, you know, through Cortana. Yeah, you know, and that's what's his, crazy. His chemistry we, with we, her. And, we talked about this with Alex too, but like Halo 4, that's that's Steve Downs' favorite story. The favorite, the one yeah, he had. And it's easy to see why, because it's the most in depth you get with him. And yet, you know, none of what's there for me personally takes away from. Uh, the player agency I felt that I got mm-hmm. to impose myself. You know, a good comparison is like guys going from Fallout 3 to Fallout 4, where in Fallout 4, your character's got, you know, he's got a voice, right? Yeah. And you got kind of a, a dialogue tree, right? For some people, they liked that better. For other people, they felt like they actually had more, um, they felt like they were more invested in their characters that didn't have lines because they felt yeah. like they could really like fill in the blanks. So a lot of people felt that um, prior to Halo 4. But with Halo 4, having that chemistry and that storyline with Cortana made it kind of cool for Halo 5 to go on this flip side of like, hey, you're not going to play as him as much. So you got to experience like him kind of getting going, kind of experiencing heartbreak, but we're not really going to show you him. You're not really going to get to play as him uh, really delving into that and ruminating it. You know, you're only going to get a little bit of it. So we're going to show you this. Like it made Master Chief kind of mysterious in that way. You know, just especially when you think of the Hunt the Truth campaign and everything, and it's like there was more implied than what was actually experienced. And out of respect of what Halo 5 at least tried to do, I still think that was kind of cool to kind of play as other people because there's so much dialogue infusing, you know, implying who he is, who Blue Team is. And when you do play as him, you do get to see those moments of like how he's like tunnel vision for Cortana and Blue Team's like, we have been with you for so long that we're with you to the end of this. And it's just, it's that commanding loyal, that sense of loyalty, that sense of belonging. It's like people would follow chief anywhere, even if it was off the edge of a cliff because they feel like they had a better chance of surviving something as dangerous and death defying as that. You know, and I think it's so cool how like three, four, three is, is dived into his character more because if you think about just cause you kind of said it there, like in halo four, we kind of see him have this like worried hopefulness the whole game. Like, Chief Mm -hmm. is hopeful that he's going to be able to save Cortana. You can tell he's a little worried about it, but he's mostly like, we're going to save you. We're going to take care of this. Very reassuring. Yeah. Despite how he's feeling inside. Then you get to Halo 5, and he's kind of like, he's kind of in a shell. He's kind of like, Mm -hmm. you know, he's he's experienced a loss. He doesn't know what else to do other than just go mission after mission. I think that's one of the things that Fred says in, like, the first... Uh, mission that of Blue Team and Halo Five. It's like I haven't seen Ch- Chief push himself like this since camp or whatever from boot camp or whatever. Yeah, you know, and it's like he's just kind of like he's kind of uh, like I said, he's kind of clammed up, and then he's just completely focused on getting to Cortana. So then, then in this, we we haven't played Infinite yet, but from watching this trailer, you know, especially the one that came out of E3, it seems like he's very much in the like trying to heal, trying to move on. Mm-hmm. And, you know, then there's this new Cortana, you know, the weapon that he's interacting with. And he's just kind of like, 
You know, you can almost, you almost feel, and it's, we've talked about this before too, it's like you just feel like through his body language and his visor and then the tone of his voice and the way he talks, it feels like in that, in, in that E3 trailer, it feels like he's, um, he's like, you know, I'm trying to move on here. I'm trying to, I, I'm, I get over this, yeah, but you it doesn't keep have reminding me of this But it is I very lost. much like a bad breakup, you know what I mean? Like a heartbreak. And he's yeah. seeing this like face, this familiar face on this person who's not Cortana. Yeah, he's it's like, I don't want to look at you. Um, you were supposed to be, you know, you were supposed to delete. Why didn't you, you know? Um, don't want to look at you unless I have to. Mm, that's no, that's very country. country. This episode, it is, it is. Makes me want um, biscuits and gravy again. No, uh, yeah, just. <laughs> thank you you so think Master Chief ever had biscuits and gravy? I don't. I don't think so. I don't even know what he eats. Honestly, I don't know yeah, what was know. at the end of Halo One when he says, "You know, I think we're just getting started." Do you think he like took his helmet off, went back, and got a granola or something? Yeah, he probably got some food paste. Oh, that's paste, what pizza yeah. tastes like. Finally, okay, I see why they. Yeah, like there's it. way too much conversation going on about what how Chief experiences different bodily functions in that suit, <laughs> <laughs> which we won't touch on any further. I think it's. I think it's hilarious. It Man, is. Uh, it is kind of Brian. Funny. What's your What's your favorite? I know that's just such a hard answer, actually. But uh, what's your favorite experience with Chief for you personally? Favorite experience with Chief. Mm-hmm. And least mm. favorite, just for fun, okay. even though we like them all. Eh. Well. I know Halo 5 might be the easy answer for some, but let's really try to. Yeah, well, okay. Favorite moment with Chief. Man. No, I mean favorite like favorite experience overall. Like, did you like Halo 3's Chief the most? Halo 2's, oh. you know? Oh, Halo, like which yeah. game's Chief is my favorite? Yeah, which one did you really have? I mean, girl? see, these are just lame answers for me, Josh, but like Halo 2 Chief is my yeah. favorite because Halo 2 Chief just seems like the most badass Chief. Halo mm-hmm. 3 Chief is almost as badass as 2's Chief, but I feel like he's a little bit more reserved with a little bit more emotion, which is awesome. But mm-hmm. two's just got this like I'm an unstoppable badass feel to him, and then yeah, dude, it sucks to say that five's my least favorite chief. But it's it's he's really not that bad in five. It's just that one, you know, establishes character. One, he kind of feels naive because just because that whole scene with Cortana being like, "You got to get out of here, Captain Keys doesn't know it." He's like, "Uh, what do I do? Shit, I don't shit." He just seems more naive uh, in that game, and it's just your introduction to the character, so it's so awesome. And then two, he seems so confident, so badass. And then in three, he feels so hopeful. You know, you believe in him, you trust him. Yeah, he's gonna save you know the world, the universe. And then you get exactly. to four. You want to hop back on the the mongoose with him and just help save it. You know. Yeah. And then you get to four, and he's so emotional and open. Well, he's not so uh, comparative to other characters. He's not that emotional, but his emotion opens up a he lot. He shows more, more yeah. Um, and you get to know more of his character, and that's mm-hmm. such a great, you know, game. Seeing him, you know, especially as he gets to the end of Halo Four, and he loses Cortana, and he says, you know, she said that to me once about being a machine and all that stuff. And you really see him reflecting. So there's really such strong aspects of each game, and then you get to five, and there's just. He's not there as much, and when he is, you're kind of saying to yourself, "Chief, don't you think this is might be a bad idea?" Like, you know, you went against the you went against Infinity, then you get to Genesis, and you know, Cortana's acting funny, but you keep going closer and closer and closer to her until you're trapped in a cryptum. You know, so it wasn't Chief's best moment, but I still loved him in, in Five. You know, when he's on screen in Five, I still feel I have that pull to him as a character. Yeah, uh, but what about you, Josh? If I had to guess, I think you're gonna say three is your favorite, five's your least. Oh no! But oh, I really? can see okay. why you think that. I'm gonna okay. try to not count five because I feel like that that is an easy answer. But uh, I will say, I will say with fives though, I'm 100 in agreement with Brian. But also, um, I do I do like when I do get to see him 
because it's not so much the way he carries himself. I think Brian hit the nail on the head with kind of how he comes across, but I like how the rest of blue team kind of look at him and look to him, you know, like it's, it's the more implied, like kind of moments, the subtlety that's in there that I really like, because it shows the respect, you know, finally getting to see that on screen. It was nice to, to see that. Uh, carried over because anytime that's the thing too is you can have a character a main character that establishes themselves through their actions through what you do as the character through what the character says but then there's also the character getting established by how people around him or her Mm -hmm. interact with them look at them um, their body language toward them that does so much too so but my favorite um, my favorite chief experience was probably halo 4 because really Wow, yeah, good. because I and that's the game you didn't like the first time you played it, which is so crazy. Yeah, and it's still not my favorite. It still probably ranks a bit lower, but I think I think uh, objectively, well, and subjectively even, it was just amazing to see him finally show depth that I felt like they were trying to hint at with Halo Three. Yeah, and at the end of it, like to get to the end of it, and he's you know she's like I'll miss you, and I'm like say it back, say it back, Chief, and he's like wake me when you need me, and she's like okay. Fuck me then. She's like I you thought know? I was gonna get him there, but yeah. no. But no, but no. It's just, but there's still so much conveyed between the two of them, and it's like, you know what? They really got to start this journey together. We got to start this journey with them two together, and that's how they're ending it for now. And that was so emotionally impactful. So then when you get to Halo Four, it's like really getting to experience that, and that was really cool to see it, to really see it come. That's, like that's a great. That's a great thing you bring up, Josh, because I think I feel like Halo Four was really answering. It was almost like answering a promise that they made a long time ago. Because mm-hmm. you know, from my perspective, you play Halo Three, you see that hints of more emotion. The game ends with you know, I'll miss you, wake me if you need me, and then we get the Halo Legends anime collection a couple years later. And in that, I don't. I mean, you've watched it before, Josh. I just don't know how familiar you are with it. But you know, the whole first two parts, Origins One and Two. Is Cort- it's Cortana on the pedestal outside of his his um, cryotube, and yep. she's just relaying the story of the Forerunners and talking and like looking at Master Chief and wondering when next time she's gonna be able to see him is. And there's so I think between the end of Halo Three, you're gonna think the Halo Three Legendary Edition or Legendary Ending, I should say, not Edition, with the planet that shows up at the end. Between that and the Legends, you know, talking about the, the Forerunners and seeing her waiting there. It felt like there was this pro, like there was almost this unspoken promise that one day we would be able to wake up from that tube as chief and experience that story, and that's the story we got in Halo Four. And even if you know me and Josh are Halo Four fans, but even for people out there who don't like Halo Four, they just don't like it. I feel like a lot of the things they don't like comes from more of the Promethean didact, you know, that kind of stuff more. But I think. And I can't speak for everybody, but I feel like most people really resonate with that that B story of Chief and Cortana all the way through. That was the story we all wanted. That was the story we got. And the other stuff, you know, you can, I'd even you call could, that an A story. Yeah, I mean, it yeah, was I think so I awesome. heard. I think I actually heard from behind the scenes that they called the Chief and Cortana thing the B story. I think that was the B story, you. but I could be wrong. But no, my least favorite is and well said by the way, man. Um, but yeah, my my least favorite is I guess if I had to pick not counting Halo 5 is Halo 3s. The reason I choose Halo 3s as much as that's probably my favorite Halo overall is because when it gets about halfway through um that's when you kind of start this uh trend of with it being sort of the final game, the penultimate experience. Yeah. 
you know, suddenly you got to go through, you got to hit, hit a couple checkpoints, right? So you got to have Miranda die, you got to have Johnson die, you know, the prophet's got to die. Um, then you got to have the implication of Chief dying. So there's a lot of like spotlight that isn't f- so much focused on Chief. And it's still really good that it's not because you have these other amazing characters that deserve yeah. their time. And that creates so many memories for us. It shouldn't always be about Chief. But um, that's why I would choose that one. Because like the first half, like when when Johnson, it didn't even hit me when I first played it, Brian. But like Johnson is like paging in evac or whatever, basically thinking Chief died in the crash. Yeah. Like I didn't process that the first yeah. time. And it's like, and then Chief's like, yeah. You're not. Oh, and he yeah. stands up and it's just like, oh, goosebumps. I'm like, I missed you so much, Chief. I no, know, right? You get so I don't know excited. if you, I feel like you're better at this than me, so you probably didn't, but I saw that cutscene before Halo 3 came out. I watched I it. Did so I, did I, yeah, I did not. I did not. I did not. I did not. So I, I knew that, you know, when I saw the cutscene first time playing the game, I still got the same chills, but the first time I saw it online, it was just like, Oh my gosh, we're back. And I think that's how everyone feels when they play the new Halo game. I mean, specifically ones with Chief in it is like, you feel like you're home. You feel like you're back. Like, I am back in Chief's shoes or boots or whatever you want to call it, Mjolnir boots. And, yeah, you know, you're, you're ready to just experience that again. And I think that's why when we see a trailer, it gets us so hyped up. And that's why we're so excited this year because we know we have a full new campaign and story with Chief later this year with stuff yeah, we dude, haven't experienced. There's the whole part of me that like wants to finish Infinite ASAP. If even if it's a, let's say it's a ten hour experience, I want to finish it in two hours because I'm yeah, so excited. Right. But then there's the other part of me that's like, as soon as I assume direct control, I do not want to move Chief at all because it's like I want to savor that moment and be like, yeah. this is the last time I don't play as Chief for the first time in Halo Infinite. If that makes sense. So I'm like, man, let's go into that a bit, Josh. Yeah, so like sure. we've we've talked about it, you know, before like. If they are ever retired Chief, or if Chief was ever not, you know, in Halo anymore, and let's like let's try to be objective, but like, do Hate you it. think? <laughs> right, <laughs> we love Chief, you know, so it's like we don't want to we don't want to not have him, but like, we love think, you, Chief. If you think about, let's think about Nintendo for a minute. You can't just retire Mario. We're on the same page, right? Like, you can't you can't just say the next twenty years of Mario games, it's now just Luigi. And there's Mario's Man, dead. Mario's got six udders under that tummy, and they've been milking that dude for years. I don't think they're ever gonna stop because he has got infinite two percent vitamin D milk all over, baby. That is I'm telling you in a direction I did not expect. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, but no, you wouldn't want no, no, no. To, I right? agree with you, though. I agree. With you. No, that's. I mean, why? Why would they stop now after doing it for so long? Well, and of course, it's easy for Mario because other than making sounds and saying a few words, he doesn't say much. But yeah. do you think Master it's Chief's true. in the same? Do you think Master Chief's in the same camp where he absolutely is essential to that franchise, or do you think we could go forward without him and be fine? I think they've been. I. I I think they've been trying to find a way to make it so they can eventually retire Chief, whether that was starting, you know, that thread in Halo 5, whether that was maybe trying to do it actually in Infinite or maybe way down the line. But I think at some point they know they have to, they can't do it forever, you know. And yeah, you could bring in a dude who's not Steve Downs, continue the legacy by doing the voice and everything like that. But I think ultimately you have to find a way to get the next generation going if you're going to continue doing these. I mean, because you can do spinoffs, but you can't do just spinoffs forever if you're going to continue Halo. You want to eventually get some kind of mainline story that has sequels that lets you re-experience, you know, seeing new characters come back again and stuff like that. Um, I don't know. There I, th- needs, I think there needs to be a way to have his mantle properly taken over. Because if you think about Star Wars, you know, it was all Luke Skywalker. It's all you know, It was all Luke Skywalker. But then 
despite, you know, any prequel backlash, you know, when the prequels came out, it was, you know, it was Obi-Wan, Anakin, and Qui-Gon. And then in 2 and 3, it was mostly just, you know, Obi-Wan and and uh, Anakin. Mm-hmm. And I feel like, you know, despite any criticism those movies might have got, I mean, there is an absolute crap ton of fans of the prequels, and they love those main characters. And Anakin's it's not, my favorite. And it's, not, and it's not Luke. So we need to find a way, like, who... We well, that's what I'm a, saying. I think yeah. it's been hard. I think I think if they are, like, just to wax speculation, if that's something they've been trying to do since 5 is to sort of bring in someone who could potentially, like, steward it forward, uh, I don't think they've been able to land it yet. And I think I think they're willing to do that. I think they would they, – they probably want to even, even if it's not necessarily an infinite, right? Even if that's not something yeah. they're planning right away, I would think that they're still trying to find a way to do that. And again – we said it in a previous episode, go back and check it in the archives, but I think that they could potentially be trying to do that a la Halo Reach style with our Spartans yeah. um, in multiplayer in terms of the seasons and stuff. Maybe we're going to be completely wrong on that, but um, I don't want to see Cheap die. I really don't because there's been too many times now where it feels like that's been the implication. But on the other hand, um, it... It would be kind of beautiful in a way if they found a way to kill him off because there's so many, there's so many implica- implications of luck, and he's the luckiest Spartan out there, and that's how he survives. You know, he doesn't really have any intangible except luck. You know, yeah. and it would be interesting to see that that luck finally runs out. But at the same time, even saying that, it's like, well, that's kind of why I love Chief, is he always kind of makes it in the end, and it just kind of sucks that you know Halo Three was the perfect way to end the story. It was literally perfect because. For me, the thing that I would always like to have going forward without Chief is the idea that he's out there in space somewhere just waiting to Loading. wake up. <laughs> yeah, you know, just waiting to wake up. And and eh. that's, you know, there's just, there's, there's, there is a way. That was five years for me, so that was enough. I was like, let's let's open it up now. Well, yeah, I mean, of course I want to But I get what too, you're but, saying. You know, it's just like with my my favorite character of all time, Frodo. You know, the, Frodo. the uh, you know, when Lord of the Rings ends, like they, they have a perfect way for him to end. He doesn't get massacred by an orc. He doesn't die in the, in Mount Doom. He just realizes that he can't live this life anymore because he's changed too much and he sails to the undying lands. Like, yeah, what a beautiful way to retire him as retire Frodo as a character. And I feel like, you know, Chief floating out in cryo was a beautiful way to retire him. But, you know, the thing is, what if, if 343 ends up retiring Chief by making him kind of floating out in a tube, you know, cryo tube or something. That that's kind of seems cheap then because it's already been done. So it's like, do you kill him? Do you do something else? Maybe there's some story where, like, Chief, like, goes off with, like, foreigners to some other planet, but I feel like people wouldn't like that either. The one thing I like about the idea of your Spartan being the character going forward is you could kind of have, like, these larger-than-life characters like Chief still exist in the universe while you continue on as your main character. Not saying that's what I want, but the thing is, what I want is Chief Games till the end of time, and that's just not realistic. And you, you mentioned it earlier, yeah. like one day, you know, they could have a different voice actor for Chief, and you might even get somebody who sounds just like him. But man, does that feel wrong not having Steve Downs yeah. as Chief? Like Steve Downs is Master Chief, and I feel like, you know, I know money speaks louder than words sometimes, but I would rather have him re-retired and have my memories of him. Than have him go on forever with without Steve Downs, you know I, yeah. I don't I don't want that. Josh, I was going to ask you what your favorite representation of Master Chief's character is outside of the games. Is it like give me either a book, a movie, anime, comic Ford unto book. Dawn, Ford unto Dawn, definitely. Although, okay, before I answer that in full, 
let me just say reading first strike now is actually really cool because um it's it's neat to see internally how he's feeling like they're at the point i'm i'm close to 150 pages in i think it's like 400 ish roughly so i'm not too far in but at this point in time they've taken over that covenant vessel johnson's there with him it's got some other uh like an odst uh, a couple other people with them and anyway um they're trying to get back to reach right now that's their plan to go back to reach right and chief keeps internalizing how he is so exhausted from what happened on reach losing all his fellow spartans to experiencing everything on the flood and he has not had time to sleep to yeah. just sit and rest and he is just battle worn and uh trying not to take anything for granted because uh it's just been one thing after another and it's really cool to get that internal experience that's what i love i do love about getting to read about chief in the books is is that kind of inner monologue because in the games you kind of fill it in yourself mentally which is cool i like that yeah but it's nice to get it in the books because it kind of helps flesh it out more too like i'm thinking as i'm replaying through combat evolved right now man i'm i keep thinking like man he is he went from out of the frying pan into the fire right with this experience on on halo but at the same time it's like man you still got so much shit to go through buddy i'm oh, sorry yeah. man it never you ends know for him. but uh yeah it never ends but uh, but with Ford unto Dawn, man, I think I think it was great. I wish they would have gotten Steve Downs to re- to still record the lines for yeah. Chief. But I thought but what worked. was great is Chief was still very much hope. He was hope embodied, and yeah. he shows up, and suddenly what seems like a hopeless situation becomes hopeful. And that's and the perfect he, way to interpret Chief. Is is like Ford to Dawn made it seem like hopeless situation. Plus chief equals good chance. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, and as I mean, hope is returned. Maybe it's ironic. Maybe it's cheesy. I don't care. But I, even the name itself seems to imply like they're in the shits. They're it's dark and they can't yeah. see their way out. It's really bad times, and chief is going to steward them forward unto dawn. You know, going to basically he is a light bulb in a very dark tunnel, and it's that light bulb is going to help them find their way out. And they That's do. A very good way. To, I'm sure. I feel like that was intentional, but I never thought of it before until you mentioned. Yeah. It right what about now. you, man? Um, lame answer as always the fall of reach novel um, no dude that's like the best book i well it's, even if I people mean, prefer other ones i mean you know i i this one so thing good. i didn't say this one thing i didn't say to alex when he was on the podcast because he he mentioned that you know he mentioned one point he's so sick he's so sick of uh of the fall of reach story being retold and us keep revisiting reach and like there's an anime of it and all this there's a comic reach. there's a comic book thing but the truth yeah. but the thing i wanted to shout out on that episode to alex i didn't it was like no, retell that story to the end of time, please. I love it. Thank you. <laughs> like, we like regurgitating topics. We'll regurgitate Reach forever. Tell me new details. Tell me new perspectives. <laughs> when I watched the anime Fall of Reach that came with Halo 5, the, well, it's not really anime. It's a cartoon or whatever. I know what you mean, though. And they had they, entered, they put George in it. George yeah, is now in that story. That. I'm like, oh, this is very terminal-like. So cool. in the yeah, yeah, very terminal-like. But, you know, I just love in in Fall of Reach, you know, you get to see him as, well, you don't get to see him, you know, you, you envision him through the book, but mm-hmm. he's a kid and he's taken and he gets put in these situations that are unbearable, but he finds a way to make it through and he, he, he learns the hard way that he needs to work with his team and he needs to not be like too prideful and he learns all the lessons that make him the chief you know in Combat Evolved in the fall of reach and it's just it's such a great experience and then when i play halo combat evolved that game is just so complimented by the book i can't think of anything in this world that feels more complimentary 
than the Fall of Reach book to that game. Like I, I would, if I would put Halo Combat Evolved in a time capsule, I would want a copy of Fall of Reach with it. And I'd put a note that said, read this book, then play this game, and you'll have an amazing experience. And when I play Halo Combat Evolved, it always, to me, it always, I was because me and Josh are both playing Combat Evolved separately right now again. And when I play Combat Evolved, in my head I'm going, this is the this is the best Halo game. This is the one I love the most. But then when I play Halo 2, I realize that my nostalgia is too strong for 2 because that's where I started, that I always pick 2. But 1 really feels like that that classic, you know, it's that ex- classic experience. And <laughs> seeing Infinite kind of like reiterating that classic experience is just gets you so excited so yeah no i agree man and you know i think about that makes everything you said makes me think about how you know cortana saying she chose him and how lucky he is and all that kind of stuff and it makes me think about how like yeah you do feel hopeful when you see that guy and he it's just badass to play as this dude because it's like maybe there's other people out there who could be as successful in their own ways as john but john has that intangible aspect about him of always getting through stuff And he always somehow comes out victorious. And like he says in Halo Infinite, the missions change. They always do. Things don't always succeed according to plan, but he finds a way to make them succeed. If he reaches a dead end in a warthog driving down a road, he says, I'm going to go find a different way to get to Waterfane Gorge by going a different route. Right. So and you got to love that. So and I think for us people as people, you know, part of the joy of it is for those moments when we're playing the games. We have so much going on in our lives. You know, we're teenagers and we're worried about trying to find someone to spend the rest of our lives with, uh, having drama with friends or school or parents, you know, whatever. There's mm-hmm. there's good, there's bad, there's everything in between. But through all these experiences, when you play as chief and you see how people interact with him, for those moments, for those hours, you feel like you're special, which we all are. Yeah. But you feel like you're this person. Oh, and yeah, yeah. You're, you're this, put at you're the this center savior. of the universe. Yeah, you're at the center of the universe. And I don't care how terrible it sounds. It feels amazing to feel that way. It feels amazing to save, to to have all this hope placed on your back and manage to deliver. Every time I kill a grunt, every time I shoot a jackal and see the shield pop off, every time I see an elite in combat of all go, yeah, right. I'm getting stuck from a grenade, you know, to killing hunters, to killing, you know, it's anything, forerunner, whatever, you know, um, it feels satisfying and I feel like I'm helping save the world and that is just a really validating feeling it just it's that 30 seconds of fun i always you know still feel playing halo to this day and uh it just makes me it makes me feel like i'm doing something like really cool and really and i'm a badass doing it no matter how i look like it's funny you see spartans running around in combat evolved multiplayer right guys and they look terrible their feet look like they're just dusting off the ground right but then when you're playing the campaign and you're running around in my head I'm picturing myself looking way more badass, chugging up and down, assaulting the control room, you know, shooting them and stealthing my way through those places. But like, that's that's part of it. You know what I mean? Is you just you intersperse so much of yourself into the experience as well as getting chief. And chief is so badass that like when I'm done playing those games, I'm like, I want to be more like that in real life. I want to be like chief. Right. Yeah. We all wish we could. And we're like, well, we can never fully be chief. But, you know, he he inspires you. He inspires you. Yeah. I mean, it's Uh, like Michael Jordan when I was a kid growing up. Michael Jordan was like, he just, he man, he was everywhere. He had all the sponsorships. He was so amazing at sports. And he went to play baseball even. Then he went to be in a movie, you know, and stuff like that. This guy was like a multimedia star. And you just wanted to be like that, even to just be near him to get a, to, to get an essence of his, um, his 
whatever he possessed. Yeah. You know? It's like that with Chief. So then he when you actually to play as Chief, be in it's the like, air, his air. Yeah. You know? I mean, that's he's got to be like I love Geralt. I feel like I, when it comes to Witcher series, I feel like I relate in a lot of ways, not every way, but in a lot of ways with Geralt. But in terms of just like an icon in gaming, Chief is always going to be my favorite because in comparison to Michael Jordan. Master Chief is what that feeling. I get that feeling playing yeah, a video game. Absolutely. Uh, Josh, I got one final question for us both before we go into our business and all that jazz. Okay, hit me um, with it, buddy. Josh, if you had the opportunity to sit down with Steve Downs, go out to a restaurant, you guys, you're taking, you take Steve Downs to Chili's. You say, Steve, I'll buy anything from three for 10, but I can't afford any more than that. I am I'm not rich here. You say, get anything you want. We'll get some chips, get you a drink. And you can ask, he says, you can ask me one question, any question related to Halo or not, and I'll answer it. What question would you would you ask Steve Downs on your Chili's date? <laughs> and I put you on the spot with this, so... No, I, you're I, good. I got an hard. answer for you. Okay. I would ask him, is there any point to which you would personally decide to stop doing Master Chief's voice? Mm. I mean, no matter what age you are, no, you know, you could be on your deathbed like Steve. When, where's the cutoff point for you? That you're gonna stop if they were still willing to continue. What do you think he would say? He wouldn't. He would give me a roundabout answer, and he probably wouldn't be uh, clear about that because he wants to leave it up to his own decisions in time. Since we always, we always change our opinions and minds. I think he would just be like, "Well, you know, you know, I I've loved voicing him, and I've done it for so long, and you know, it's as it's it's as rewarding as it is, you know, fun and 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 you know, getting to meet people and and uh, that that." You know, look to you and you mean so much to them and blah, blah, blah. He'd say all this humble stuff, but he'd say, you know, I don't know. You know, the future is never certain. Um, I'm always in game to voice Master Chief, but, you know, we'll see what the future holds. And then, like, months later, I play Halo Infinite and he dies. And I'm like, Steve Downs, you mother, you mother. (laughs) You didn't tell me. (laughs) Yeah. What a round I take back my three for ten. <laughs> no, that's probably what I would ask him though, because I think past tense, um, there wouldn't be anything too much. I think the only other thing I would say is, Steve, why when Halo Two was sort of uh, penetrating pop culture, you know, is, is taking games and kind of pushing it into more mainstream focus, where people who didn't play games still knew what Halo was. Why weren't you showing your face, really? Because even in the behind-the-scenes doc, you just mm. barely see his mouth talking. Yeah. Was that because you know you wanted to still they, and Bungie Have and privacy. Microsoft wanted to add more lore to who Master Chief was? Didn't want you to be able to put a face to the character, or was this something you chose? Blah blah blah. But that's two answers right there, Brian. Yeah. What about you? I mean, yeah, I don't, I don't think I, you know, people might want this big, relevatory, cool question, but I think I would ask him, like, what give, what is your single favorite moment behind the scenes of being the master chief something that we don't know you haven't said before in an interview or it hasn't been covered in some kind of behind the scenes what's what's a single moment behind this like whether it's him recording lines in a booth or whether it's he went out to eat with a couple people from bungie and 343 and they talked about something silly or whether it was he was walking down the street and he saw some kid playing with his Master Chief action figure. Like, what is that? What is a moment he experienced behind the scenes of Master? What was his favorite moment of Master Chief? Like, whether it was in the studio or out, like, what was the, like, because, you know, it's probably different than what we would think it would be. Like, we might think it's just, oh, I love being famous. I love being known <laughs> for this awesome character. I love being known as the Master Chief. But no, maybe it's just like he's like, you know, I just feel like there's some story there that we don't know where he's like, yeah, I was on the phone with my 
with my grandson, and he was saying that you know all the kids were picking on him, and then uh, he told him that his his grand his grandpa is the the master chief, and now he's the coolest kid in school. Just something humble, like something cool like that. Who knows what he'd say? But I am always humble brag. Like, I think me and Josh are both like uh, we're like sluts for behind the scene material. You know, <laughs> yeah. like, we would always choose any collector's edition to come with like a disc of behind the scenes. Like we want to know stuff. That's why we want to be a fly on the wall re- as much as possible when it comes to Halo. Yeah, like we, that's why we come over and rewatch like Halo Two behind the scenes, Halo Three behind the scenes. Uh, you know the Obray remaking New the World. legend, the vid docs. All yeah, that. we just want it all. We want more. You know what I mean? So it's just yes. like, yeah, it's just so exciting. Ah! But, Josh, are you ready to go into the business? I got one last question for you, Brian. All right, let's hear it. What does Master Chief mean to you in twenty twenty one? Master Chief mean to me? Um, that's a, yeah, that's a really uh, kind of top. I mean, what my about question. what is it about Master Chief? What is it about Master Chief that still pulls you in and gets you excited in 2021? I mean, I think the realist, like, I could give you, like, the super emotional answer that sounds yeah. profound, but yeah. I, I'm not going to give you that answer. I'm going to give you the realistic <laughs> answer. The real, the realistic answer is there is, I think, in every child's life, there is a moment where they experience something that is either so cool or so profound or so out of this world that it just it ignites something exciting in them. It just it gets them pumped. It gets them. It makes them feel like I don't know. Feel cool. Feel like they can do more than they actually can. And you know. And I've said this comparison before on the podcast. But I know for a lot of people over the time over my life, I've heard so many people. A lot of them my dad's age, and and younger and a little older. And a lot of them have said it was Star Wars. It was. They didn't have a moment like that, but they went to the movie theater. They saw Star Wars. It transported them to a whole other world. It made mm-hmm. them. It made them like. It's almost like some people's careers started because of Halo. Started because of Star Wars. They didn't really think almost outside the box, but then they went and they experienced something like Star Wars or Halo, and they walked out of it going, "I want to do more with my life. I want to like something about this just." Makes me think everything is so much, so much more grand. And I know I've talked to those people who said Star Wars was it for them. And to this day, you know, you know, forty some years after the original Star Wars came out, they still don't have an experience that topples seeing Star Wars for the first time. And for me, being you know, being born when I was, being born in nineteen ninety two, games were taking off. No, I'm you know, old. Game, games were, yeah, games were always getting. Where we're getting bigger and bigger and bigger, you know. Obviously, like Nintendo in the '80s, and then, you know, there was already Super Nintendo and stuff when I was mm. born. But it just kept blowing up and blowing up and blowing up. And even today, games are bigger than ever. But because I grew up in that time, my experience wasn't a movie like Star Wars. My 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 truly revo- revolutionary experience wasn't like a movie like Star Wars. It was, and maybe before move before films, maybe it was someone listening to. Uh, music for the first time. Maybe it was a book they read. You know, keep going back in time. You know, maybe it was a some kind of monument they discovered or or, tro- or trip they took. But at our time in lives, in our lives, you know, video games were becoming this mainstream thing. And my Star Wars moment was when I played Halo Two. It was, and even though my favorite fictional universe thing ever is Lord of the Rings, but I got into Lord of the Rings mostly after Halo, and Halo Two was that. Like holy definitive shit. experience. Yeah, I was like, holy! This Halo Two has—it's changed everything. And I've seen so many people today it, on our Twitter, you know, in response to the the tweet we had about 
what what influences Halo had on you or something something like that. Yeah, so many people have just so many people have just said, I played games because I liked them, but then I played Halo for the first time, and it became my passion because Halo just had that way of like that's what it was for me. It was so yeah, same for me. It's so multi layered. It was like. You know, before it was like, oh, if I'm playing Crash Bandicoot or I'm playing Toy Story 2 or I'm playing Mario, I'm just playing a game. But then you play Halo and it's like, it's got the music, it's got the universe, it's got the art, the universe, the characters. It sounds corny to say in 2021 because I feel like it's been said so much through the years, but that really was for me the time I felt like I was playing a movie. Yeah. Yeah, no, it just it was completely and, and just like we we've talked about before, we didn't even understand what was going on in Halo Two when we played it. Like we're like, what? We don't even know who's what, talking about where, when, and why. <laughs> but it was so compelling. It was so compelling, and there was so much. There was so much. Um, you what's got the word? so excited. You got so excited. Yeah, just like the documentary. Uh, there was so much. I don't know what the word is. Uh, I'm looking for um, not vindication. There was so much. The characters in Halo Two. It felt like they were really experiencing this, and they were really going through this thing. You know what I mean? Like it was so convincing. All of their performances, absolutely. Um, they they were convict. They had their convictions in the game. Yeah. But no, that's my answer, Josh. You know, nothing big. What's yours? <laughs> <laughs> What's it mean to you? Hope. Oh, you just going with the one word then? <laughs> yeah, well, because I just it, it's just optimism. It's he it just represents optimism to me, and I think in such a you know, war is, is so horrifying and so dark and, you know, it's fun. You know, and that's the thing I love about the earlier Halos is I know underneath it all, it's pretty dark. It's pretty scary. It's pretty tragic. But those first couple Halo games just made it feel okay because the characters, the Marines around you seemed like they were having fun killing Covenant. Yeah. So it made it feel like it's okay. It's not so, it's not so dark. And I think that goes to represent like it's... It's not not always about the missions in life. Sometimes it's about the experiences with the people you have along the way, and uh, I think that's why so many people try to keep the Marines alive as much as possible in those games because of that too. Uh, but uh, it, it he just he inspires so much hope, and I think that's why I'm so excited and looking onward to Infinite. It's There's something so comforting about Master Chief, you know, because like it is with that with that familiar story we've told a million times about starting the podcast. You know, when it was September 25th and it was the anniversary of Halo 3, it was just like filled with so much emotion and thinking about how much life had changed, how we have to, you know, we have jobs and bills and, you know, relationships and all this different stuff. And, you know, like, for instance, like I, 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 I concern for my health on a regular basis more. Like when I was in high school, I was like, ah, I'm perfectly fine forever. But now I'm like, uh, my back just did a thing, and what's going on there? Like, uh, my stomach's kind of that doesn't. Brian, seem right. make that hernia sound for me. Yeah, <gasps> was that it? <laughs> that was it. That was okay, it. thank you for that. Uh, yeah, um, but you know, I just you, you think about like the times when you played Halo and you played as Master Chief, and it just feels mm-hmm. like a simpler time. It feels like, and even now when Halo Infinite comes out, and I finally sit down and I make sure that my wife and dogs are thirty miles away from me, so that can't be disrupted. And I step into those shoes one more time. Step inside. Suddenly, it's not going to matter. Like, suddenly, it's not going to matter that I have a job and bills and stress. It's going to be, I'm Master Chief. I'm happy. I'm. There I'm won't be content. a job and family if we don't stop the banish. Yeah. Like, like babe, I got to stop the banish or we can't pay this month's rent. <laughs> She's like, dinner's ready. And you're like, dinner has to wait. There won't be a dinner if we don't stop the banish. There will be banish. a dinner. She's like, if you say the banish line one more time, I'm coming up there. Uh, but all right, Josh, you ready for the business? 
Yeah, he means hope to me. And, uh, you know, and he's been in a dark place in four and five. And I'm just excited to see a chief that's optimistic and that that, um, feels like he's going to save the world again. That's exciting. I'm excited to see where the story goes in Infinite. Me too. Good, bad, I'm I'm there for it, man. But and yeah, Steve Downs, it forward, Brian. Steve Downs, you're a legend. We love you. We would love be, you so much. Would never be the same without you. No. Um, but guys, that was our uh, that was basically our topic on Master Chief. So we're going to go into the business real quick. Hope you enjoyed that. Stick around though, because we always make this stuff rather interesting. Uh, I'm going to go through this pretty quick. Uh, if you guys want to support us monetarily, go to patreon.com slash sacred icon. We got a bunch of tiers there, but for as Ooh. low as a dollar, you can be mentioned on the podcast, which is pretty awesome. I mean, I yeah, think, people love that. It's yeah, fun. Love we that. love it. So too. if you want to go there, that's, uh, that's patreon.com slash sacred icon. If you want to Boom. send us a uh, voice clip for the podcast or an email for us to read off, or you want to send us a full video match of you playing Halo multiplayer for us to commentate over, send that to sacred icon podcast at gmail.com. Um, if you guys want to join the Discord, go to the top of our Twitter page. There's a link there. You can come, get to know us, talk with us, become our friends. Don't just be listeners, be our friends. Uh, but you can go Please. to at Sacred Icon Pod on Bang. Twitter. Follow us there. Click that link to Discord. Come and join us. If you want to talk to Josh, he is at Jurassic Joshy. If you want to talk to me, I am at Brian's Bane. Bang, bang. Um... Bang bang, Josh! Indeed. Bang bang, Brian! Hell I yeah, you buddy! Nice. Nah, that bumping you from here. I picture you as that little kid from Flintstones, the little Bar- Barney's kid. Bang bang! The big, yeah, the, yeah, with the thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I, I think I've, I'm pretty sure I forgot. Oh yeah, leave us a five star review on iTunes. That'd be pretty good if you could. Yeah, do we'll that. read it off on the show, no matter what you say. Make yeah, no matter special. what you say, if you leave that five star, you can tell Josh to do a hit me up with the sound, or well, me to do a hit me with the sound, or Josh to do a D's nuts, which we haven't done this episode out of respect for the OG Master Chief. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, I think that's all the business, Josh. Unless I forgot something, we're gonna go into no, our Patreon. Oh, tell us, tell everyone about the YouTube. Oh my gosh, how do I keep mentioning the thing I care about almost the most? <laughs> uh, I we guys, we started a YouTube and we're really chugging away. We've put out so much content there. I'm really passionate about it. Josh is passionate about it. We want to do this. We want to keep putting stuff out on YouTube. We want to do a lot the podcast of, and the YouTube. It's it's yeah, so much fun, yeah. guys. Nothing's going to change here, but we also love doing the YouTube and we would like to continue to do that. So if you guys could go over to youtube.com/sacredicon and hit subscribe. That would mean so much. Turn on the uh, notifications. Give us them yeah. likes. Let us know what you think of Do the all comments. You can be like, I hate you guys. Also, guys, oh. if you haven't noticed, um, we recently put out an episode of the podcast and a video with the Act Man himself. Have you ever heard of the Act Man from YouTube? Hell awesome yeah. dude. Big Halo YouTuber. He does plenty of other games as well, but a lot of people know him for Halo. Awesome guy. We had him here on the podcast. We had a, An absolute did a video damn delight. Him. Yeah, so go check that out. Uh, that's awesome. But uh, yeah, if you guys could just support us on YouTube, that would mean so much. Like, if you don't, if you ever listen to these like sellout stuff, and you want, you're like, oh, I want to, I want to help these guys, but I really don't want to give them any money. I just don't like giving money. That's fine. There's so many ways you can support us. First of all, you're listening. That's already enough. But you can go above and beyond in other ways by following us on Twitter, subscribing to us on YouTube. I mean, sending us an email, leaving an iTunes review. All that stuff's free, and we value it just as much because. You know, even if it's not like a monetary thing, it helps us in ways that leads to more success monetarily, if that makes sense. Yeah. And we know there's a lot of people out there that'll, you know, that, you know, they get so many people and they start to say like, oh, we appreciate everyone so much. Thank you so much for the support. But we genuinely like to interact with everybody and, and express that and make you feel. Oh, grateful. yeah. And I, or, I'm, I'm sorry. Just, man, we, we like to express our gratefulness and appreciation and make you feel appreciated uh, for that because we understand, you know, we we appreciate you choosing us and with your time to get through your shifts, your commutes and 
whatnot in your spare time. Yeah, and I'll say this right now, uh, for now and forever, uh, you can hold me to it. Um, now but one and one way and one way or another, whether it's a separate recording that's attached to the end, whether it's a separate video with the shout out, thanks. Doesn't matter how much bigger Sacred Icon gets, if it's five more people or five thousand more people, we are always going to shout out our patrons who support us mm. by name. Shout out these nuts, Brian. There's, oh, you can't, Josh. Come on, on this sacred episode, I can't, I can't do this. But, I love you, man. But love you, Brian. I want you to hit me up with the sound <laughs> of Master Chief mm-hmm. punching Tartarus in the nuts. And saying these nuts while on helium gas. These nuts. These nuts. I don't know why I'm making it sound very anime like. Why does the prophet sound like he's. I don't know. Yeah, that doesn't. Now you sound like. Prophet. Wow. These nuts. We just desecrated this episode in mere seconds. With our filthy footsteps. Uh, and Jeff Steiss would be like, "These nuts, yeah. Dillaman nuts, Jaro." <laughs> <laughs> uh, We're so bad. We're oh, so can, bad. dude, that's what I would love. I, can we? Can we? Can we get? Can we pay Jeff Steitzer to be like, Josh? Hit me up with the sound. Uh, yeah, that'd be so yeah. awesome. But yeah, guys, we're always gonna to you know we're always gonna shout you guys out because you're we're not gonna ever get to that point where we're like. Oh, yeah, we've got so many supporters. We're just going to say, really appreciate it, guys. Thanks so much. We, we love all of you. No, we're going to call you out, and we're going to make sure you get that thanks. So we're going to start right now. It's good to express our gratitude because you guys deserve to hear that stuff because your time and, and, and just what you go through. To Absolutely. Express Absolutely. your gratitude toward us putting out content means a lot, and we like to think of it as a as a friendly circle just going around and complimenting one. Absolutely. We're all friends here, guys. Come to the Discord. You'll soon, you'll, you'll soon see that Josh and I are not just – podcasters who don't pay attention if you come to the discord we're going to talk to you we want to be your friends we try to on twitter respond to you guys everyone. remember back in the halo two days and you were in a multiplayer lobby with your friends before the match and you guys were all that's screaming laughing like, singing that's exactly icon. what it feels like um josh we got one new patron Ooh. um and it's a pretty cool name because it's not the, the covenant they don't know master chief as the master chief they don't know him as just a soldier they know him as demon 256 demon Two five six. So I think, think that, that means playing through combat I, I think what Demon Two Five Six is is it's Master Chief, but it's an early prototype of his suit where he only has two hundred fifty six memory on his Ooh, suit. That's still pretty good though. For it's it was super good. advanced, super advanced. Very, Thank you so much, good. Demon Two Five Six. Very good. Thank you so much. Um, but now we're gonna go through the list a little quicker because we got so much of you. Um, so here we go, Josh. Try to keep up with the, with me. You know um, I'm not going to. First, we got B-Dog. Thank you so much for being a straight dog in support. B-Dog, thanks so much, man. I love that name, too. Eric Milligan, if I ever play uh, Madden with my dad again, I'm going to call him Mulligan and make sure he doesn't get that touch. <laughs> Thank you so much for the support. Eric Mul- Milligan's going to make you think of Mulligan. Love it. Uh, Natsumi, you. you're so supportive. We we love having you Natsumi, in, the, in the Discord. So good to know you. so pure. We're glad to have you. Thank you so much thanks for your support. So much, Fel, thank you so much for becoming a member of the Sacred Council. We appreciate you so much. That was so damn neat, so damn cool, and I love that name. Thank you. I want to summon you in World of Warcraft. Awesome, yeah. <laughs> Jared Hartley, dude, we're so glad we got to know you. You're such a big staple of this community. We love you. Thank you for being here. Thank Jared you for takes amazing us. selfies. Come in the Discord and see him in the selfies channel. Josh, you know what kind of crab I don't want to be around? A lurker crab, because they're kind Man. of creepy. I but they're him. supportive. I, I want him on my ship and see a thieves all the time. You can oh, hang yeah, out on definitely. my ship Oh, yeah, definitely. Lurker crab right up you. there on the telescope. 
Next we got Space, just like the song by Eminem. I'm a space bound rocket ship in that aspirin hole. <laughs> yep, Josh you gotta is looking at me like, every... Brian. You gotta sing that every time now. I have to? Thank you for that. Do yeah, I have you to? You have to. Oh yep. man, that's awful. <laughs> Thank you so much. People's <laughs> ears are bleeding. Next we no, got Mr. Not. Unknown. Such an awesome dude. Not very, someone known anymore to us. Very thankful. Very good no, you're person. not unknown to us. Thank now you're Mr. Known. You're Mr. No, the smiley face. Next, we got the smallest print ever, but it's still so legible. Small print TV. Thank you for your support, bro. Dude, it. thank you so much. Love seeing you in the Discord and your enthusiasm on Twitter and just everything. You're great. Thank you. Next, we got Aaron, who's been around for so long. Finally, love Aaron. We love you. Check him out on Instagram, everything. Awesome, He's dude. doing some cool, dropping some cool beats, dropping some cool photography. Uh, always good with the lighting. Love him. Next, we got the John Wick of the Halo 3 pistols. It's Cameron88. Ooh, well said, Brian. Couldn't say it any better myself. He himself took down Jango Fett, ladies and gentlemen. That's, so, that's saying I mean, something right there. Th then again, Jango Fett's nowhere near as hard to take down as Boba Fett. So yeah, go check that, that out on YouTube. <laughs> uh, thank, thank you so you, much buddy. for your support. Colton Pittman, I know whatever NFL team you're playing on, you're going to be the number one player. So thank you so Absolutely. much. Absolutely. I hope I can get you first. If not, I'm not going to make it to the Super Bowl. Uh, I don't remember who it was, but this person messaged me to tell me that they changed their patron name. So this is not what we usually call. I think they used to be. I think it might have been. But nope. I don't know what their name used to be, but their name is now Big Baller 955. Oh, let us know who you are, man, just so we can get that right for sure. But yeah, thank you so much, regardless. I have never seen And I love the name, Baller Big Baller. Life. Man, you're making me get nostalgic for NBA Street. Bring it See, back. Uh, yeah, he's a $1 patron, but since his name's Big Dollar, or big, not Big Dollar, <laughs> since his name's Big Baller, I feel like he's giving us like a thou. Big Baller. Big Dollar. Signing up on Next Patreon. Next we got... Now we're, oh, man, you, you <laughs> messed me up. I was on a rhythm there, up. damn, Brian. Next you're we got good, Rodan. I can't remember what it was like without you. Thank you so much for your support. Dude, agreed. Awesome Rodan, you're synonymous with Sacred Icon now. Thank Next you. Next we got butter my waffles. Give me some of that peanut butter on my butter my waffles. Oh, God. Regular butter for me. No, peanut butter thank you, butter Have my you ever waffle. had peanut butter on waffle? Come on. Brian, that sounds like heresy. Uh, that's what I have all the time. Let's be real. Next we got the big bowl palm bear. Big bowl palm bear going on my hair because it's getting longer and it looks like a mess right now. I'm gonna go buy that mm. at the store right now. Mm, very nice. You you talked really quick. It's gonna that you talked as quick as when I say. Next we got Chris Gecko me Greco Gecko me Greco. I love my Greco. Have you seen my Gecko? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's crazy. I, I was at work last night, and immediately in my head, I randomly hear you doing that. Chris Gecko, me Gecko, my Gecko. You know, if I was working, if I was still working with you at the grocery store, I'd be yelling that over top of the aisle. Dude, you'd be like, the, you'd walk past the end of the aisle and be like, hey, Josh. And I'd look over, and you'd be like, Next, we got your friend Thank and you, our buddy. supporter, Nerva, David. Thank you so much. David, buddy. love you so much. Great seeing some of the photographs you posted recently. And, and Next, we got ACDC Outlaw. AC DC Outlaw, one of the coolest dudes I've ever known. Thank you. Awesome so dude, big DC fan. Next we got Descending from the Ceiling by a spiderweb that's protruding from his butthole. It is hey Caleb guys. Webster. Thank you so <laughs> much so for your support, much, Caleb. Who also Thank does you the for doing music. our intro and outro music yeah. and all of our soundtracks. You're 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 invaluable. You're is that the right you're word? An invaluable staple. Yeah, hell yeah. Amazing. Thank you, Caleb. Uh, next we got Tony uh, Tony was so thrilled that we had the act man on the show. I thought that was so cool. He dude, was, I love. You guys I got was the act man. How is that possible? Buddy. I know. Oh my god, I love him so love much. It. That dude can sing his ass off. Oh, dude, he's awesome. He's awesome. Next, we have the CEO of all cereal brands. It's Nicholas Terry with his number one selling brand, Codios. The two for one special. Thank you so much, both special. of you guys. Thank you, Thank so, you much. so much, Pixel Freaks. Not only is your movie superior to Adam Sandler, but you just bumped yourself up to ten dollars because you wanted to support us more. And we are over the moon. We can't thank you enough. Thank you. Brian so much. messaged me that when I was driving. I was so excited to see that I almost got in a happy wreck. Not oh, a bad happy wreck. wreck though. What's happened to the happy, happy wreck? wreck? 
I don't know. I feel like it's like a, a fate meeting or something. Like a. I feel like that's that's like I feel like you accidentally crash into Taco Bell and the meat spills all into your lap. That's a that's a <laughs> happy that one. meme I saw like ten years ago that some dude crashed into a Best Buy and the caps just said, "Hello, I'm here to pick up Skyrim." And I was like, <laughs> "Yeah, I get that, man." <laughs> yeah. Next we got anyway, not the jack of all grunts, not the queen grunt. It's the king grunt. Thank you so much for your support, king grunt. Bro. Thank you so much. Always sitting on that throne. Oh man, you know what? If in Halo, uh, in Halo Infinite. You know, mm-hmm. people wondered what happened to the Infinity, the ship Infinity. It's the largest ship that UNSC has ever seen. Right. And here's what I think happened. I think it was going to fall out of the sky, but out of nowhere, Ares 0430 caught it with his mustache. Oh, my God. Holding the entire <laughs> Infinity with his mustache. Thank you so much for your support. I've got it. Thank you, Next, Ares. we got Alex Diaz with that awesome name. Thank you so much. Alex Diaz, I can't remember if it was you who wrote in. I think you said recently you wrote in an iTunes review. It hasn't shown up just yet, but I am keeping my eyes on that. So if it was you or whoever it yep. was, we're going to make sure and we'll read that as soon as we're it comes through. But thank you so much. And Next, regardless, we got the thank guy you, in general. who George Lucas does not hate. It's Montana Menace. Who's Montana gaming it up Menace. with Minnesota Menace. I'd awesome have steaks story. with him any day. Love him. Oh, yeah. Awesome. And a baked potato. Well, yeah. <laughs> Speaking of baked potatoes, I got your potatoes. Thank you for your I got your potatoes. For Thank you so much for always reminding us of that beautiful Halo. Oh, my gosh. I was holding a potato, but something just took it out of my hand. What do we call Green Plumber? Oh, my God. You fucking Ouija. Don't get back here with my potato. <laughs> get that back. I better not have to go inside Luigi's mansion to get that shit. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to have to go in there once, twice, three times, a lady. Next is the boy who makes Joshy feel so small. It's Joshy Big Boy. Thank you, <laughs> Thank you, Joshy Big Boy. That was great, Brian. That was, great. <laughs> that was real good. Uh, Ryan Barca, dude, you put a ring on it because you're a suave dude and you're getting married, and that's just become a staple of something I'm going to say to you. Also, NASCAR Thunder 2003, I want you to have your wedding cake dedicated to it. Dude, <laughs> Ryan, there won't be a NASCAR Thunder 2003 if we don't stop the banished. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Can somebody please, can can Photon, memeiest of all meme lords, please make a meme of Ryan Barca. Well, actually, no, let's leave Ryan out of it to make it easier. Please make a meme of Chief saying there won't be a NASCAR Thunder 2003 if we don't stop. <laughs> if you don't Inside fill up to joke. it, Photon, don't do it. But if you do, that'd be hilarious. Oh, my God. Yeah, thank um, you, Ryan. Next, we got Dustin Mondre. Dustin Mondre. Always looking thank for you so much death. for death. Love whenever support. I see you pipe into the Discord and, and just in general. Love you so much, man. Next, we got Anthony Nicolosi, straight bro. Thank you so much for your support. Uh, of Kayla Koala Entertainment? Of Kayla Koala Entertainment. And Brian happens to be wearing the shirt right now, too. I am. You're hearing this, I buddy. love this shirt. It's so comfy. Yeah. Go check it out. Buy one. And I love drinking Kayla out of the mug you gave me, man. Thanks so much. Um, next, Josh, I'm going to go ahead and just say this because as far as we know, this should work out. Um, our next supporter is Corey Hanks, and he is going to be our next guest on the episode. Our next coming episode Boom. is going to be Corey Hanks joining us. Um, Boom. Didn't mean to give a pitch here, guys, but just to give you a quick let you know about this, um, you know, our top patron tier is called the Sacred Boy tier. It's $50 a month. It's a lot. Don't expect that from anyone. But what we have at that tier is if you're at that tier, you can be on the podcast with me and Josh and do a whole episode. And it's not because we want to gatekeep having guests on here and make you pay to be on here. Because we still plan to do stuff like that. Yeah, but we we have lots of people who want to be on the show. We have a lot of people on the show, and we're you know we're busy. We got lots of stuff going on, so we can't always get everyone who wants to be on. You know when they want to be on or on and and how many times. So the thing about that tier is, if you're at that tier, it lets you be on the show as often as you want, provided you stay at that tier, and it just it makes you a priority. So we make sure we get to you. So Corey was yeah, like, every yeah, two months, I, I think, right. Yeah, every two months, if you're at the Sacred Boy Tier, you can be on the podcast for a full episode with me and Josh. Talk about whatever you like. If you can't think of a topic, 
Uh, we'll come up with it for you. Yeah, get to talk to you guys about how you got into Halo, anything like that. Yeah, you can choose to see us on camera. You can choose to not have to be on camera. You know, it's just whatever. Whatever's more comfortable for you. Absolutely, but Corey's going to be on there uh, this coming. Can't year. wait! I love Corey. Yeah, so thank you, you so much. Did you see that picture put in the Discord recently? Like he didn't have oh. the metal hair. I was like, Oh, oh dude, yeah. yeah, right before Halo Three. Yeah, crazy. That was amazing. Crazy. Yeah. Uh, next, we got the dude with the amazing voice and the long clips. It's Preanchu. We love you, buddy. Preanchu, I love you. Tagging me every Saturday, every Friday too. Next, we got Oni BB, but he's changed his name to Brent Onimo. So. Brent I think he's got his own podcast coming out soon. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I heard dude. about that. Yeah. We're gonna, I don't think it's up. Be, I can't uh, remember if it's up yet or not. I got to double check now. That we got to check that out. But thank you so yeah, much. Yeah. Thank you so much, buddy. Love you, man. Next, we got some protein jug. Protein jug next to my cardios. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe the whole time we talked about Master Chief, we never mentioned the sole reason. Like Josh always said that it was luck that Master Chief made it. No, it was the no, protein jugs. It was the protein. Jug. It was the whey protein. Yeah, thank we you so much for that support, nice. protein thank jugs. Thank you so much, buddy. Next, we got dropping in from the ceiling with that ODST chili drop pod. It is Mikey cosplay. Thank Mama you. Mamma mia. Oh, that was pretty good. <laughs> I can't even do it. No, so good. Next, Thank we have you, the super supportive, big-brained, lovable guy. It's G- Genesis. He's the genius. No. I want to get it. Genesis. If they did a Master Chief Chia pet, what would they have grow out of him? Because he doesn't, like, it's his helmet. So, like, maybe it's, like, energy shield? I don't know. Look. Look, oh yeah, yeah, that's pretty good. Like the the chia pet that grows luck. Um, Thank you so got, much, man. Ian Big Dog Mill is going to be on that esports hype come this fall. I love Ian love so you, much, man. I, I actually such a, to talk to him. Yeah, he's he such crazy. a positive voice in the community. He bro. is, man. Super nice, friendly supporter, and just engaging with everybody. Love Thank him. you so much, bro. Next, we got KN Nick been supporting us forever. Says he supports sure, like us because we have K-N-Nick, quality guys. content. He deserves it. Yeah, we love you. Thank you so much, bro. Yeah, love you, man. Next. With 18.9 trillion women lined up across the world to just get a hug, just get a sweet touch from this guy, it's Trevor Polkey. Brings a whole new meaning to, with arms wide open, <laughs> is there that many people? Polkey. I think there's actually more, I think that's actually more than there is people on this earth. So he's now he now has <laughs> alien women coming to see him. Next we got the Shipleys from WandaVision. Thank you so much there for being There won't be any more awesome. room. To put women on my arm if we don't stop the the (laughs) bands. Oh, thank you so much, Trevor. Who was the other one? The Shipleys? Uh, The Shipleys, yeah. Shipleys, love you guys so much. Hope you guys are enjoying Loki. Next, we have the OG Halo podcaster. It's Dust Storm. Thank you so much for the Dust Storm, a potacular, who we also got to do an episode once with. uh, with, It was a huge honor. Love him, man. Yes, we have to be back on there sometime, hopefully, if he'll have us um, and have him on here. Um, Next, we have. Glass, who is constantly trying to get to the top. It's like Mulan, where she's like trying to climb that pole. Yeah. He gets so close, but he's just right in front of him. Penetrate through when Mikey crashes through. It's that positive glass that yeah. rains down on us. It's like yeah, it is. It is. <laughs> Shout like, out to Haunting, Haunting of Hill House. <laughs> Everything's confetti. <laughs> Thank you for that support, Glass. Thank but so at the as our oldest patron ever, we have... The man who saw Justice League and knew it needed more. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Megablocks himself, Matthew Salvatore. Thank you guys. so much for your support, guys. Thank Love you. you. Thank you Matt. We hope you've enjoyed this uh, cannon fodder article. We hope that uh, everything we said about Chief, like there was something there that resonated with you. Uh, make sure you guys tell us, whether it's in the Discord, email, voice clip, 
anywhere. Tell us how you feel about Chief. We'd love to hear it. Josh, what do you want yeah, to say? Yeah, thank you so much, guys. Uh, and this is just a huge honor to do. Shout out to Jeff for doing these Cannon Fodder articles all the time that are always so amazing to read. And just, you know, Halo in general, it's just an amazing time to be a Halo fan. Amazing to be a part of this. Amazing to, to have a community such as you people listening to this. And even if you're a newcomer, come right into that Discord. Come right into the Twitter like Brian's been saying. Guys, you're going to have a home there, and we love to interact with you. And it's just a great – it just feels great. It's so much fun to be a part of Halo. You get so excited. You get so excited. <laughs> it's like, I was in my car listening to a video game soundtrack and not getting laid at all. That's what he says in the Who does that? Yeah. Yeah, who, who does, does that? that? Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. Go go watch the Halo 2 anniversary documentary. Maybe I will after I get off. They're remaking the legend one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But guys, you know, it. Sacred Icon, it's an entity in itself. Me and Josh are Sacred Icon, but if you're a part of this community, you're a part of Sacred Icon. We are Sacred Icon. And this has been Together. the Sacred Icon Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. And as always, keep it sacred, guys. Peace out. For us. The storm has passed. The war is over. But let us never forget those who journeyed into the howling dark and did not return. For their decision required courage beyond measure. Sacrifice and unshakable conviction that their fight, our fight, was elsewhere. As we start to rebuild, this hillside will remain barren, a memorial to heroes fallen. They ennobled all of us, and they shall not be forgotten. Present Hawk! This war started, what your kind did to mine. I can't forgive you, but you have my thanks for standing by him to the end. Hard to believe he's dead. Were it so easy? look different without the prophet's lies clouding my vision. I would like to see our own world, to know that it is safe. Fear not, for we have made it so. By your word, Arbiter. Take us home.